What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the show, Glass Seats, where two hockey aficionados discuss their perspectives on headlines surrounding the NHL, including recent stories, game highlights, league culture, and other topics trending amongst the fans. I'm Vidi. And my name is Bernal, and it's the best time of year, baby. It's like Christmas all over. Let's go. Uh, we are recording this. The last game of the regular season just finished. We A couple watched, minutes ago, actually. Yeah, we just watched the ending for of, of Colorado-Nashville, where Colorado won to clinch first in the Central. Nathan McKinnon is a god. Oh, yeah. What was that? Fourth, fourth hat-trick trick of yeah, the year? fourth hat-trick. Wild. Crazy. Next, Unreal. Next year's highest paid player in the NHL. That's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Take that, McDavid. He's got 100, 100K more. <laughs> He's paying for the bill now. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, playoffs are starting here just after the weekend, starting on Monday, April 17th. So this episode, we're going to be going through playoff previews, giving our thoughts, giving our predictions, and yeah. You Let's ready? get into it. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, dive right in here. We're going to start out east in the Atlantic. We're starting with the almighty Boston Bruins versus the Florida Panthers, who got in on the skin of their teeth. What are your thoughts here? My thoughts are... Actually, you know what? You go first because I feel like I know your answer. Well, I'm a little salty that the Panthers knocked the Penguins out. <laughs> Why? Because you're wrong. Yeah, <laughs> you guys hurt. Yeah, <laughs> I, couple couple uh, podcasts ago, I was talking about how I wanted uh, Crosby to go on one last run here, but uh, looks like it's not going to happen. And as of this morning, the Penguins fired everybody. Yep. So I'm not feeling particularly <laughs> grateful toward the Panthers right now. Hey, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, it happens. Had to switch out the Pens jersey. <laughs> right, of course, totally. <laughs> so, but, I mean, just looking at the raw numbers in this series, this should be this should be a stomp. The, the Bruins should have this, you know. Um, okay. We've seen upsets before, but, I mean, Linus Olmark has a .938 save percentage. Mm-hmm. David Pasternak, 113 points. Um, they did have a few injuries, but most of them say out until April 17th or day-to-day. Mm-hmm. And at this time of year, I don't believe anything that says day-to-day. Yeah. They're all going to play. Yeah, Particularly, it's Patrice Bergeron who's day-to-day. And we knew we know he plays through anything. Of course. So I, I expect him to be at full strength come game one. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really looking at the injuries for the Bruins here. Panthers-wise, I mean, goaltending is no contest. Like, Bobrovsky's been fine. Mm-hmm. 0.901 save percentage. Mm-hmm. Um. And they have a few in- injuries as well. Spencer Knight's out for the season. Mm-hmm. So is Patrick Hornquist. Mm-hmm. Uh, this should be a route. I'm expecting the Bruins to stomp this one. What's your what's the game count? For me, I'm I'm saying Bruins in four. Bruins in four. I'm not okay. giving Panthers anything here. Gotcha. What about you? I'm gonna go Panthers in five. Panthers. Panthers in five. Oh my god. And okay, so everyone remembers what happened in twenty. I believe it was twenty nineteen. Uh, Tampa and Columbus, and there was that whole whole long description by the Tampa Bay PR team and they had to do damage control. Everyone remembers that. I think that's going to happen this time around. And my, no. I threw away all the stats for this because it's the NHL playoffs and throwing away the stats is the best thing you can do. Um, and I do honestly think Florida will reign supreme because they had to scratch and claw for that last playoff spot. And Boston cruised. cruised I'm pretty sure they set the record for points in games one this season uh, for that President's Trophy. What adversity adversity have they faced recently? They haven't. No. They haven't. No, just any sort of struggle Boston experiences this playoff series will feel so amplified and they've been, because they've been so dominant for so long. 
Panthers in five. I've got an upset on this one. No, the Boston hasn't slowed down though. They kept going. They had the they wanted the record. They got the sixty three wins. That's great. Costa getting sixty goals. Cool man. It's a new season. No, they haven't slipped. No. Okay, the reason that the Lightning upset was so shocking was because it doesn't happen that often. And it's gonna happen again. Oh no. Get no. you know you know who was in net for for uh, Columbus when that happened? Sergey Bobrovsky. Not is saying he? he's going to turn into a god again. Wait, but was like, he not in Florida by then? No. Oh. No, he, I'm pretty sure he signed with Florida in that offseason. Okay. And okay. then he was partying it up with Panarin on a boat somewhere. We all saw the video. Yeah. We all saw that video. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Panthers in five. That's my... Wow. Yeah. I didn't expect to start off, so... That's why I wanted already. you. Yeah, that's why I wanted you to go first because um, you had all these stats lined up. I was like, no, screw the stats. You can see the difference in philosophy right here. There you go. It's yeah. all good. It's all good. All right. Um, we got Toronto and yeah, next uh, series here. Yeah, Toronto and Tampa Bay. Uh, what do you got? You know, I think this one's going to be tight. Yes. Um, these teams look pretty evenly matched. Um, you know, Vasilevsky and um, Samsonov have a, a similar same. Save percentage, shockingly. Mm-hmm. Samsonov has been a bit of a surprise in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mitch Marner's had a great season. Um, no 100-point scorers on the Leafs. Mm-hmm. Um, Tampa has Kucherov over the 100-point mark. But, you know, we all know the Leafs' story. Of yeah. The past, what is it, seven years now? Yeah, I, I actually looked this up because I was curious um, just to see what their playoff record was. I mm-hmm. I believe they made the uh, wild card with... Uh, with Matthews in the first year, yes, yeah, um, and they lost to the Capitals in six or something like that. Yeah, and that wasn't that shocking. Yeah, that they, nobody expected them to even make the playoffs. Um, yeah, and uh, so like besides that, they lost in Game Seven every single year after that. Yeah, and since it, Matthews has joined the team, yeah, excluding that one year where they lost in um, to Washington in six, but mm-hmm. yeah, every single year. So it's Game Seven's a tough one for them. Yeah, and um, honestly. I am at the point with Toronto that I'll believe it when I see it. Got it. And That's fair. honestly, watching Tampa the past three years, like ever since they were ultimately dominant in that regular season that you just mentioned where they ended up losing, mm-hmm. but they have this other gear that they find in the playoffs. And you cannot discount. I think experience matters a lot in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And Tampa's got it. Three yeah. straight cup finals, two of them they won. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it'll be close, but I'm not ready to give it to Toronto until I see it. So I am saying lightning in seven. I'm going to have to kind of say, say the same way. Uh, either way, it's going to seven. That's like pretty much the only part I'm sure of. It's going to go to seven. Mm-hmm. Um, just purely based off playoff experience and really just finding finding that will to like push it and, and really just dig deep and grab that win, even if it's not a pretty win. Uh, Tampa Bay's got that, so I'm gonna say Tampa Bay in seven on that one. Yeah, plus two. Um, the Leafs have put up like a bunch of injuries. So a lot of them out until April seventeenth, which means they'll be back for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But they might have nagging things. The only injury that Tampa listed was Tanner Janot. Right. So they're pretty much healthy. Yeah. You know. Uh. So I think. I think it's going to be Tampa ultimately. Yeah, but granted, I'm being a good fight. Yeah, granted, day to day doesn't mean too much, as as, as you said. Um. Yeah. They will be back for the playoffs, but, you know, having one listed injury is like, you know, it's not even like a superstar player for the Lightning, you know? Yeah. It's, a, it's a depth player at the end of the day. So, I don't know. Tampa, Tampa's looking scary. Yeah. Uh, sure, they weren't as dominant this year, but they have the playoff experience and that all that, that's all that matters. Can I ask you a quick side tangent here? Sure. 
So the reason the Leafs' shock uh, losses have been so shocking in those years mm-hmm. are also because they choked. They yes. were up in the series 3-1, I think, twice. Were they? I, I remember the least, Montreal one, yeah. Yeah, they were up in the Boston one, too, I think. Oh, shoot, I don't remember that but, one. Yeah. Or they were up in Game 7, something like that. Got it. But basically, they've lost, not just have they lost, they've lost in spectacular fashion. Yeah, <laughs> it's almost like entertaining at this point. Yeah. Unless you're a Leafs fan, then so, you might cry. If they go into this series and they still lose, but they lose in a hard-fought battle, is it still uh, curtains in Toronto? Isn't that exactly what happened last year, where they were they could have closed it out in Game Six against Tampa and they didn't? Yeah, and then Tampa won in Game Seven. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like this history is going to repeat itself. I think it's going to happen again. Okay. Unfortunately, yeah, it's going to be a hard-fought battle. I I don't see a choke happening this time around. Honestly, but do you still think it'll be you know? This is Kyle Dubas's last year, and a lot has been said on him winning. Um, Matthews is up end of next year. Mm-hmm. Do you think even if they lose in a good series, it's still going to have ripple effects to their team? I, I think they have to. I Honestly, I think they have to. At this point, they have to make a change if they lose because okay. clearly the system, as spectacular as it is in the regular season, it's not working in the playoffs. And mm-hmm. that's totally fine. There's definitely teams that have been amazing in the in the regular season and fell, fallen apart in the playoffs. It just doesn't work in the playoffs. You need to find what works in the playoffs. And clearly, this past couple of years, this uh, this core of four, I guess, Nylander, Marner, uh, Tavares, and Matthews, yeah. it's not really working, right? So... I guess, yeah. yeah. So unless unless they prove us wrong this year, um, you know, all the luck to the Toronto fans and, and to the city of Toronto, but unless they prove us wrong, I, I don't see that core staying together forever. Mm-hmm. At so, least not in the next two to three years, whatever. Good thoughts, good yeah. thoughts. All right, let's move on here to the Metro. Sure. Uh, we got in the first series, Carolina Hurricanes, mm-hmm. who won the Metro, taking on the New York Islanders. Mm-hmm. Um, Carolina was... Uh, in the Metro battle, but they led the Metro a lot of this year. New York coming in right at clutch, taking in the wild card spot. They were in that fight with the Penguins. Right. Um, yeah. What are you thinking here? Uh, I'm so Carolina versus New York. I'm gonna say Carolina in six. And I, I know previously, right starting off this podcast, I said the stats don't matter, but I'm a hypocrite. I'm bringing the stats back. Carolina's top score has 71 points. Um, and, and we all know that the team was very successful in terms of standings in the regular season. Mm-hmm. So, um, I believe, what was it? The Islanders top score was, um, how many points was it? Uh, 75. 75. Right. So 70, right. And they, they scored 93 points in the standings mm-hmm. and yeah. And the Hurricanes had 20 points more. Basically with the point I'm trying to make is Carolina seems to have more depth overall. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have anyone even remotely close to a uh, hundred point score or whatever. There's no McDavid or whatever on the team. Yeah. Um, kind of just carrying the point total. I think they have more depth and I think that's the reason they're going to be the Islanders. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think Islanders aren't really known for scoring, right? They're known no. for goaltending. Elias Rogan's had a great year. 0.924 save percentage, 2.34 goals against average. Uh, that's pretty, pretty good. Right. Um, they have, do have Barzal coming back from injury, but he should be playing. Um, Carolina does have Andre Svechnikov out. So yeah. I think all of those things are going to make this series a little bit closer than I would have expected. Mm-hmm. But I do still think Carolina comes out on top, and I'm going to agree with you, Hurricanes in six. Yeah, I, I, I don't see it any other way. Um, I I do think I you got to give the Islanders props. They they fought hard to get that playoff spot, but I just Carolina just looks too good this year. 
Yeah, and I think the way the Islanders play doesn't always translate well to playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like, they rely a lot on their defense, on their goaltending. And in the playoffs, things happen hard and fast. you got to be able to score and defend. Yeah. The teams that win can do both. Yeah. And having your game be kind of one-dimensional is detrimental. Yeah. I know they added in Bo Horvat, but then they lost Matt Barzal at the same time, mm-hmm. which was just kind of unfortunate. Yeah. So even though Barzal is coming back, I still think this is Carolina's series to take. Yeah, I agree with that completely. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on to the uh, my favorite series of the first round series, uh, New, New Jersey Devils and New York Rangers. Um, what, do, what do you got for this? Because these two teams, if, if you don't know, uh, they hate each other. And they're, oh. they're very close, right? They're part of the tri-state uh, battle. Mm-hmm. They hate each other. So it's going to be a great, uh, great series. What are, you, what are you thinking? This is going to be so much fun to watch. Oh, so much. You know, uh, watching these teams play, like the Devils play fast. New York Rangers are no slouch. Um, you know, New York has a lot of star power. Uh, you know, they got Patrick Kane and Tarasenko at the trade deadline, Artemi Panera and Igor Shosturkin. A lot, a lot of star power. Devils have a lot of, I want to call it future star power. Players who are going to be really, really good, maybe aren't there yet. Like Jack Hughes. I say Jack Hughes. He had 99 points this year. Right. But I still think he hasn't even close to what he can actually do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they got Timo Meyer, who's been hot and cold for mm-hmm. the Devils. Nico Heischer, which I gave props to last episode, has been really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is just going to be a bloodbath of a series. But when in doubt, you have to give it to the people who have experience. Mm-hmm. And that's what the Rangers have. They made a deep run last year. They added Patty Kane, three-time cup champion. I think experience edges them out over the Devils in this series. And I'm going to say Rangers in seven. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I, it's funny that you use the word bloodbath. I, I use literally the same exact word. And in my notes I'm looking at, mm-hmm. I so I said New Jersey Devils in seven. Um, yeah. But literally in my notes right next to it, I said, shit, it could be Rangers in seven. Whichever team is the grittier of the two is going to come out on top. I, I don't think the stats matter. Sure, you, you got Patty Kane, Jack Hughes, Nico Heischer, yeah. Tarasenko. Doesn't matter. I, I think the team that wants it more is going to come out on top. But I do think the series is going to seven no matter what. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be tight. I don't know what, I don't know what more to say. Yeah. It's going to be tight. It's going to be fun. This is one I want to watch. I yeah. want to watch every moment of the series. Absolutely, yeah. It's going to be a good series. Uh, it's unfortunate that we're on the West Coast because they start at 4.30. But, uh, or, yeah, 4 or 4.30, these games. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it's okay. We work from home, right? Yeah, we might have to <laughs> move some schedules around a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it's all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. my doctor's appointment. Yeah, for sure, man. <laughs> Uh, oh man so um that's kind of it for uh the east here um we're gonna get into like overall predictions a little bit later but i want to take a second here to say um who do you think is gonna come out of the east uh out of the first round or or, oh just like yeah who do you think is gonna win the east because uh we'll get to cup prediction later but i want to know who you think is gonna win the east got it yeah i'm gonna have to go with Carolina, I think Ooh. the Hurricanes. Yeah, I think the Hurricanes got this. Uh, they they've come close, um, in the, especially in the past couple of years. They've been good, um, but they just haven't had it. I think this is the year where fortune lies in their favor. Um, I think Carolina's coming out on top. All right. What about you? Well, you just crapped all over my Bruins take, but I'm doubling down. <laughs> I'm saying Bruins are yeah. going to take win the East. Okay, I I don't e- if even if they win the first round, I don't think they're making it past second. Honestly, yeah, yeah, really, yeah. Oh, okay. President's Trophy curse. They're not. 
I don't think they're making it past first round. I don't think they're making it. They're definitely not making it past the second round. The curse just says you can't win the cup. Little teaser for later. Yeah, yeah. Curse just says you can't win the cup. Yeah, but how many teams have... (laughs) I can't remember the last time a President's Trophy winner has made it past the second round. Honestly, I can't remember. Was it the Blackhawks? It might have been the the Blackhawks in 2013. Lockout year. They won the cup that year, right? Yeah, that was was half a season. (laughs) Who won the President's last year? Uh, Wasn't it Florida? I'm pretty sure it was Florida. Oh, yeah, and then crapped the bed in the playoffs? Well, yeah. Tampa ran through them, basically. Um, but I think it was I think it was Florida. Let me double check. Yep, Florida. Oh. Florida and then Colorado right behind them. Well, you're making me second-guess myself. <laughs> I'm but telling you, I'm man. sticking to it. I'm telling I'm you, I'm sticking man. to it. The President's Trophy curse is a real thing. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm sticking to it. Okay, fair enough. Let's see. All right, uh, moving on to the Western Conference here. Central mm-hmm. Division, Dallas Stars versus Minnesota Wild. This is the Central 2 versus Central 3 matchup. Mm-hmm. This should be good. I, I think so, yeah. Um, for this one, I, I, I think it's going to be a close one. It's two, two, uh, two really good teams going at it. Um, but I do think it's going to be Dallas in seven. Mm-hmm. Um, experience obviously plays a big part in this, but... Uh, the another big explanation for it is just i mean jason robertson that's oh, all i i don't know he's so good i don't think that needs an explanation just the kid is insane and even in um in in previous years he's showed up in the playoffs i don't yeah. think he's gonna be a disappearing act this year i think he's gonna be an even bigger splash this year i honestly see dallas making a big run this year maybe game six or seven of the west finals i don't know yeah yeah um <clears throat> also there's this weird peter DeBoer effect every time peter DeBoer goes to a new team he somehow so- does really well yeah for one season for one season yeah and then he's average <laughs> yeah so they do got peter DeBoer, yeah. and um you know you're saying jason robertson but they're adding him to a set of playoff performers yeah you know jamie ben tyler sagan joe pavelski mm-hmm. we're all really good in the playoffs and we haven't even mentioned miro heiskanen yeah. on this podcast yet uh jake ottinger has been really good mm-hmm but, you know, on the flip side, you got star power in Minnesota. You got Marc-Andre Fleury having a great year. Uh, Kirill Kaprizov um, scored 75 points this year. Mm-hmm. I think also injuries-wise, Dallas has no injuries right now, at least listed. Mm-hmm. Um, Minnesota has a few, but I'm expecting most of them back um, for the game one. Mm-hmm. But I think you're right. Uh, we've seen Dallas do this again and again, get deep runs. Um, they know how to play in the playoffs. I'm going to agree with you. Dallas in seven. Yep. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the experience and just being healthy, uh, yeah, I don't know how you can really argue it. It's It's got to go to Dallas. If if Minnesota pulls us off, I'd be genuinely impressed by this. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, going off to the next series, we got Colorado and Seattle. This was decided, again, before we started this podcast. It decided minutes ago. Um, I I think we both know the answer to this, but you t- you go first. Crack him. It's been fun. <laughs> yeah. It's been fun, guys. Yeah. I watch I love watching your games. Yeah, you guys are a fun fan base for sure. You made me feel good about Martin Jones again. Mm-hmm. Until you look at the numbers, but we're not gonna talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But it's been fun to watch. Mm-hmm. You guys play as a team. But uh it's time to go home. Kraken. <laughs> it's time to go home. Yeah. Um I had Avalanche in five. I did give the Kraken one game. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, they can surprise you with how fast they play, how yes. quick they play. Yeah. And you, we've seen Martin Jones pull a game out of his ass sometimes. Yeah. So I gave them one game, mm-hmm. but this is the Avalanche series. Yeah, I, I didn't even give him one. I, I said Colorado in four. I was going to say one originally, but I was like, I mean, look at what Colorado went 16 and four last year Yeah. in the playoff. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's Colorado in four. And honestly, I think 
like just being completely honest, playoff experience is the X factor here. Colorado just came off a cup win. Seattle has never even played in the playoffs. Yeah, it's it's unfortunately going to be a curb stop. We, we got to remember that this is not the same Colorado team as last year. Sure, no Kale McCarr, no Gabriel Landeskog. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this series, sure, but I I hold the horses on the going for the cup and deep run again. Sure. You know, there's some killers in the Western Conference. Of course. We haven't even gotten to McDavid out in the Pacific yet. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it's – yeah, I don't think the Kraken are the are they going to be the stopping no. point here. No, it's yeah. – yeah. Unfortunately, the Kraken are – I think it's going to be one of those, oh, we're happy to be here type of situations and we'll learn from it for next year. Um, unless they completely make us uh, both eat our words and they somehow <laughs> go to the finals. No, I mean, their top scorers are all rookies or sophomores too. Yeah. Like, non, yeah, no, this is the average. Yeah, even getting two games would be very impressive against this team. I'd be impressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, yeah. It's been great, Seattle, but uh, I don't think this is your year, unfortunately. Yeah. Moving on, moving on. Uh, we're heading out to the Pacific. Uh, we got Vegas Golden Knights mm. versus Winnipeg Jets. Vegas just will not go away, will they? No. Even when you think, oh, they're down and out, and they're like, nope, we're going to take this division. Oilers on a, what, nine-game win streak to end the season? Yeah. Still their division. Mm-hmm. That's, that's Vegas for you. I got um, – I'm going to have to go Vegas in five. Yeah. Uh, Jets barely made it in, and Vegas has always proven to be strong in the first round. Sure, they lost to the Sharks that one year, but, you know, that's because the Sharks, like, came back from 3-1 and, you know, like, really stuck it to them. They were still they were win away right from clinching. They were an mm-hmm. overtime goal away from from clinching the first round. Vegas is strong in the first round. Yeah. Vegas in five. They were a, a not taking a major penalty away from winning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's another point I'm trying to make. Yeah. yeah, Vegas in five for sure. Yeah, same. I agree. I have knights in five on this one. Um, you know, I think the one win Connor Hellebuck can get you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Vegas is looking really good. You know, they had major injuries and they bought fought through those. Uh, Logan Thompson's supposed to be back for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't think there's much to say here. Vegas has proven from their existence that they can make a deep run. I yep. don't expect this year to be any different. Yep. So I'm going to say, yeah, Vegas in five. Yeah. Uh, and I believe this is the last playoff series uh, for the first round Edmonton versus the Kings, LA Kings. Um, well, what, what do you, first of all, what, what do you think? I mean, there's a lot of stats to un, unwrap here. Um, what, what are you thinking in terms of, from a statistical perspective? Um, if you're looking at the stats, I mean, how could you argue against Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl? Right. Like 153 and then 120 for McDavid and 120-something for Leon Dreisaitl. Mm-hmm. Just absolutely insane. They've got the depth this year that's been lacking other years. Ryan Nugent Hopkins also had a 100-point-plus season. They got Evander Kane. They got Zach Hyman. Forward depths look really good. And then at the trade deadline, they added Matthias Ekholm to shore up their D-line, mm-hmm. which already had Darnell Nurse on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I have Edmonton and six in this one, mm-hmm. but I do think this is going to be a lot, a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. So if you watch these teams play in the regular season, they're both fast. Yes. And they like to score off the rush. This is a this is not the same Kings team of the 2010s. Mm-hmm. They are not that big hitting team anymore. They yeah. are fast. They got kids out there. Yeah. Flying. Um, the one question mark I think for the Kings is in net because they got Jonas Corposalo, but. Um, He's had a 921 save percentage, which is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, Phoenix Copley is at a 903. Phoenix Copley played most of the year, so I think he gets the start. Mm-hmm. But they could go with Corpusalo. So there's a bit of a question mark there on who gets that net. Yeah. 
Um, for the Oilers, Stuart Skinner, 914 save percentage. Their backup, Jack Campbell, mm-hmm. who they hoped had been a starter at one, one point, mm-hmm. has not had a good year at all. Mm-hmm. So it is Stuart Skinner, and he is a rookie. So I think with the goalie situation here, this is going to be a fast, high-scoring series. Yeah. And I, I got in that kind of gameplay, I got to give it to McDavid and Dreisaitl. So Oilers and six. I couldn't have said it better. You pretty much took the words out of my mouth. That's exact explanation. The only thing I have to add to that is, I, yes, I do think it's going to be Edmonton and six. But I think these games are going to be a lot closer than, than we think. I, I honestly see these games being a one goal differential mm-hmm. pretty much every single game. Uh, maybe two if there's yeah. like, you know, an off night or whatever. But I think most of these games... We'll either go to overtime or it'll be a one-goal differential right down to the wire. I think this is going to be a real exciting series to watch, too. Yeah, and you know someone who's flown under the radar this year is Anze Kopitar, captain mm-hmm. for the Kings. 74 points this season, and yeah. I have not heard a lot about him. Yeah, so surprising. He's leading those kids out there, and um should be fun. You know, I think the Kings do have the experience advantage. They got Kopitar, they got Dowdy, who were there for those cups. Mm-hmm. Um, did, they have a, did they have other players, too? I'm forgetting the roster now. Maybe a few others as mm-hmm. well. But, um, you know, I think the way this series is matched up, it's two teams that play similarly that really want to win, and it should be should be a battle. Yep. So this one I is the equivalent, I think, to the Rangers-Devils in the East. Yeah. yeah. I, I was literally going to ask what's your, your favorite or your most anticipated playoff series in the East and West, but, yeah, I, I think we both agree on this. Devils mm-hmm. and Rangers and uh, Oilers and Kings. Both of those are going to be insane. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll watch Colorado Seattle too. Just, just I want to see. <laughs> Maybe yeah. there's a Cinderella story. Maybe there's a Cinderella story waiting to happen. Who knows? Yeah. But you know, um, yeah, I, I think those are going to be some exciting series. Who do you got coming out uh, of the West? You know, I'm I'm going to give it to Connor McDavid and the Oilers. Wow. Okay. You know, finals um, appearance. Yeah, I think uh, you know Vegas is going to be a tough battle for them. Um, whoever comes out of the uh, the Central is going to be really tough too, whether mm-hmm. it's Dallas, Minnesota, Colorado, any one of those teams is going to be tough. Yeah. But I don't know. I look at the Edmonton roster and I I just feel it this year. I think McDavid is desperate. Not, I shouldn't say desperate. McDavid is very highly he's motivated. Yeah, he's he's hungry. hungry. That's a good yeah. word. He's yeah. hungry. Yeah. He wants that mm-hmm. win and you can see it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he's, I think... Like I said, the depth they haven't had before they had it this year. Yeah. I think this is – I feel it that this is Edmonton's year. I Yeah. No, I, I, I totally agree with you on on McDavid wanting it. I mean, we were – just before this podcast started, we were talking about uh, players that goalies would see coming down towards them on a breakaway and they would basically shit themselves. McDavid, and especially this year. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Like, that's a scary sight for whoever um, – whichever goalie uh, in this playoffs is going to – encounter that and with Drysdale next one yeah it's going to be scary but that being said um i do think somehow dallas is going to pull this off oh i do think dallas I, it's not going to be easy but it's going to be a tough tough they're going to really have to get this but I, I do think dallas will come out in the west and so i think we got in my prediction a dallas and carolina um stanley cup finals dallas carolina that'll be a Good cup final. Yeah, that, great, for be, <laughs> great, great for the South. Great for the South. That'll be fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I see you're believing in the uh, trademark uh, Pete DeBoer effect. Yeah, right I've there. learned not to bet against it at this point. It happened yeah. with Vegas too. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So uh, every time he goes to a team that they do really well, yeah, for one year. Yeah, and then yeah, that's that's all she wrote, folks. Yeah. <laughs> so then you and your cup final, you got Dallas, Carolina. Who's winning the cup for you? In how in certain amount of games too? You want the game number? Uh, no, let's just say who wins. Carolina. 
Carolina. I think I'm going to go Carolina. Just the, the depth on that team is just unreal. Mm-hmm. It's just unreal. And, again, the Peter, Peter DeBoer, of course. He'll get you far, but you know, he, he, won't, he won't get you all the way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Carolina. I'm going to have to go Carolina. Um, in how many games, I really don't know. I, I genuinely do not know. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'm going to have to say Carolina. All right. Well, how about you? For me, I had Oilers and Bruins in the final. Oh, is what I said. That would be such a good finals, though. That's gonna be so much fun to watch yeah. Oilers and Bruins if that happens. Um, but you know what I think is as much of a battle as I just said the Oilers are gonna go through. I think the East is worse. There's a lot better teams in the East, and I think whoever comes out of it, and I'm predicting Bruins, is gonna be tired by the time we get to the finals. Yeah. And we know that this winning the Stanley Cup is as much about endurance yeah. as it is about skill. So I think no matter who comes out, I think the Stanley Cup winner is coming from the West. Mm, and in okay. my prediction, I'm saying it is Edmonton. Oh, wow. I am predicting the Oilers for the Cup, bringing the Cup back to Canada. Wow. Connor McDavid winning his first Stanley Cup in 2023. That is what I'm rooting for. Wow. Okay. I do not agree at all, but, you know, that's totally <laughs> fine. I, I do think, yeah, I do think Edmonton is going to get close. Um mm-hmm. I just, I just don't see it happening going all the way. Uh, yeah. And I also, for those who, who agree or don't agree at all, I have a theory that any team that has a player on their roster making 10 mil or over um, um, is just eating up too much of the cap. Mm-hmm. Whether they deserve it or not is completely irrelevant. Obviously, McDavid, you can give him a blank checkbook and he deserves it. Yeah. You, you can pay him 26 mil a year and he probably deserves it. But you don't win a Stanley Cup with that kind of that kind of uh, organization on the cap and um you know you can't provide enough enough depth and as we've seen in in previous years when when your fourth line guys are are scoring and defending and and hitting that's that's a cup winning team and i i just can't really give it to edmonton given how much that leon and and mcdavid are making so yeah you know you know you say that but I think the I would one, love to be proven wrong because then it would give me hope for yeah. the Eric Carlson contract. But you know that's a separate thing. <laughs> that's a separate deal. So. I think the exception, if there's going to be an exception to your rule, it's going to be Connor McDavid. Right? Of course, it has yeah. to be. It has to be. It's either him or McKinnon next year or whenever his contract expires. Yeah, um, it's got to be. Um, we have one more stat, and that's the uh, Cinderella Cup winner. Um, basically. Uh, in, in you know in a in a Hollywood movie, this team just somehow magically wins a cup. Who do you have? You know, I uh, kind of crapped on them earlier, but I would love to see the Kraken win a cup. Yeah, <laughs> just come <laughs> out be, of nowhere. Yeah. It would be so much fun. Yeah, and I know um, Vegas almost did it in 2018, mm-hmm. but you know they went through the San Jose Sharks and that broke my heart. So yeah, I couldn't cheer for them, and mm-hmm. I, but I know a lot of people did. But this time, I don't care. I yeah. got no dog in this fight. I want to see the Kraken do it. Yeah. So that would be so much fun to see. So if there's going to be a Cinderella story, I want it to be Seattle. Honestly, for me, Cinderella story is going to be Minnesota Wild for two reasons. Uh, Whoa, what, hold up. You're calling the Minnesota Wild a Cinderella story? Yeah, because they're not making it past the first round. Okay. All right. <laughs> Honestly. All right. Fine. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> um, and the reason, I mean, if, if we're going to go based on like who's going to get dominated in the first round, then we're basically talking Seattle or Florida pick one. Yeah, I mean, right. I, I'd say the Islanders, too. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they could... I could see them pulling off an upset. I, I would say one of the four wildcard teams. Minnesota's in a division spot, okay. led to the Central for most of the year. Okay. But anyway, go on. Make no, I'm going to say Minnesota, because everyone loves Florida. Everyone wants to see him win again. Um, and maybe the state of hockey title would actually be like a little bit more meaningful. It's crazy <laughs> how, how good teams are in Minnesota outside of the NHL, like the college teams. 
mm-hmm. then you get to the wild. And as long as I've been watching, I think this is the best I've ever seen them. Yeah. Honestly, I don't think I've seen them ever be like legitimately like a threat for the cup. So to see them like go all the way this year, that would be that would be definitely uh, something really exciting to watch. And you know, Flurry winning is always a good time. So yeah, cup number four for Mark Andre Flurry if he doesn't. Yeah, we also. This is uh, completely irrelevant, but we were thinking maybe we'll just throw it in at the end. Um, what do you got for the Bedard race on the complete opposite <laughs> end of the spectrum? We got, it's basically, what I mean. the odds right now? Uh, or, uh, sorry, the standings? Uh, so right now, Anaheim is clinched, uh, well, clinched last, technically. Um, mm-hmm. Columbus above them, uh, Chicago above them, San Jose above them, and then Montreal at 68. I guess you could maybe consider Arizona at 70 and then Philadelphia is 75 and up. Um, so it's basically to give you the, the order downwards. Yeah. It's Arizona, Montreal, San Jose, Chicago, Columbus, Anaheim. Okay. And I'm picking who I think is going to get Bedard. Yeah. All right. Well, Anaheim has the best odds. Yes. But somehow they never, the best odds never gets the first overall pick. So didn't they say- lose out on Crosby that one year, uh, when he was drafted, weren't they like pretty close to, uh, or am I thinking of a uh, different year? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't it could know. be totally but, wrong. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> whoever's in the last spot somehow never gets the first overall pick. So I'm going to say it's not Anaheim. Wow. Okay. All right. So then that is Columbus. And then um, who's third from bottom? Was it Arizona? Third from bottom is uh, like closest to the bottom? Yeah. Uh, Chicago. Oh, Chicago. I think it's going to be one of Chicago or Columbus. You know, what, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Columbus because I think okay. that wraps up their rebuild. I was gonna say exactly that. Like yeah. that's their rebuild's you, done. You drop Bedard in between Gaudreau and Line A. Yeah, you got a top line. Yeah, and then you're good to go. You're a wild card team if you got yeah. a top line. Yeah, right? you know that that'd be a lot of fun. So I'm gonna go with Columbus. I want to agree with you, but I think it's gonna go to Chicago. Um, just somehow they always manage to have a stroke of luck in the in the last minute. Um, mm-hmm. and for for those who don't know. Uh, Jonathan Taze was not was announced that he will not be resigning with the Blackhawks, or I guess the organization said we won't be resigning you. Yeah, so he himself has not decided if um, he's going to play next year, but he will not be playing in Chicago. Right. Yeah, and um, so that means it is officially the end of an era. That's I believe he was the last Cup winning um, Blackhawk on the team. Mm-hmm. Patrick Kane's gone. Um, uh, Jonathan Taze is gone. They are, the glory days, quote unquote, are are done. Um, no. And, you know, as we said a couple of podcasts ago, the Shuck, the Blackhawks could definitely use a, you know, a, a PR win at some point. Yeah. I think Bedard is somehow going to go to them. Obviously, I'm I'm not saying it's rigged, but somehow the hockey gods or Gary Bettman's uh, clones or whatever are just somehow going to make this happen for them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I Somehow I get Chicago winning, winning that and the entire city going crazy and uh, the rest of the NHL hating them for it. But... We will see. Again, this is all theoretical. There's no way to actually determine this other than ping pong balls and air. Yeah. So, yeah. Does it say something about how cynical Sharks fans are that neither of us pick the Sharks? Yeah, I've learned to lower my standards so I don't get hurt as much. So, <laughs> if, if you're always uh, if you're always uh, a pessimist, are you are you ever really hurt by the uh, by the reality? Yeah. <laughs> So oh, it's a coping God. mechanism. That's so yeah, it's it's a one hundred percent a coping mechanism. <laughs> but I yeah, I've I've been heartbroken far too many times by this team. So uh, it's yeah, I'm just gonna keep my mouth shut on this one. All right, yeah. all right, uh, we're running up on time here, so I think we should uh, sign out. This is our kind of our playoff previews. Um, next week we'll talk about some games in the playoffs.
Yeah. Best time of the year again, Let's baby. Let's go. This has been Glass Seats. We'll see you next Saturday. All right. Bye. Peace.